Well, on April 12th of last year, April 12th of last year, a man by the name of Rene Compine, Rene Compine got lost in the Angeles National Forest in Southern California. Uh, Compine went out on a hike that was supposed to have taken about two hours, but after taking a new path, he found himself not knowing where he was. He found himself lost and in danger. Night was coming and it got cold there in Southern California at night and he only had 10% left on his cell phone battery. So he went to the highest spot he could find in the area where he could get a good cell phone signal. And he took two pictures of where he was, one of which looked down on his legs and feet. And then he texted a friend telling him that he was lost and sent him the two pictures. Only one of the pictures went through. Uh, the, the one that didn't have a whole lot, didn't really describe where he was, it was just a picture of his legs, his feet, and some rocks underneath. Well, Compine had only one liter of water with him, uh, a cell phone with a dying battery, and a protein bar. Uh, he was wearing shorts, a shirt, a hoodie, and during the night, got cold, and he saw two mountain lions and a bear. Now, the sheriff's office search and rescue team spent that night looking for Compine and couldn't find him. Uh, they later tweeted, posted something on Twitter, uh, that, uh, that they were looking for a lost hiker and included a picture of Compine's legs, feet, and the rocks. Now a man named Ben, ben Quo happened to see the tweet and thought he might be able to find Rene Compine. It turned out that one of Quo's hobbies was to use satellite imagery to spot wildfires and use his Twitter account to alert the public about these fires. So he was familiar with this area through the satellite imagery. And so using the picture from Twitter of the legs, feet, and rocks, the location of Compine's car supplied by the sheriff's office, Google Earth, and other satellite imagery, he came up with a set of coordinates where he thought Compine might be. And so he notified the sheriff's office and the search and rescue team found Compine just a mile from the coordinates that Quo had provided to them. And Compine was okay after being outside for over 24 hours. A spokesman from the sheriff's office said, Ben Quo's help allowed us to get to that location much sooner than we probably would have. Ben Quo, the person that found found where Compine was. Ben Quo said of this incident that he, it was very gratifying that he was saved. He said, if you have information that could help save someone, that's something worth sharing. And then Compine said of his savior, Ben, I'm so lucky that Ben did what he did. I am thankful to be alive. Now, Ben Quo went out of his way to help someone he didn't know, to help a stranger. He happened to see a tweet about someone who was lost, someone who needed help, and he responded to that need. Now today in the Gospel according to Luke, Jesus tells a parable about a man who helps a stranger in response to the question, who is my neighbor? This whole question of who is my neighbor comes about in response to another question uh, that seemingly doesn't have anything to do with strangers or neighbors. A lawyer asked Jesus, teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? It's a good question. What must we do to inherit eternal life? Well, Jesus says, what is written in the law? What do you read there? And the lawyer says, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your mind, and with all your soul, and with all your strength, 
and your neighbor as yourself. And Jesus said to him, you have answered rightly. Do this and you will live. Well, that seems to settle it, but the lawyer continues and says, or asks, who is my neighbor? That's a good question too. Who are our neighbors? Who is my neighbor? The people that live next door to us? Someone in need or help? Uh, someone we may not like? Someone different than us? Jesus could have answered the lawyer's question of who is my neighbor by referring him to the third book of the law, the book of Leviticus, the book of the Bible where efforts to read the Bible from cover to cover go to die. <laughs> it's true, it's true. I mean, who's tried to read the Bible all the way through and you get to Leviticus? Uh. Now there are some tedious sections in Leviticus and there are some nuggets of wisdom there too. The lawyer's answer about loving God with heart, soul, mind, and strength and loving neighbor as oneself uh, come from two verses of Leviticus. Uh, Jesus, in answering the question of who is my neighbor, could have cited Leviticus 19 where it says that the Israelites' neighbors were sons of your own people and strangers and sojourners in the land. Well, instead of answering with a few verses from Leviticus, Jesus, in response to that question, tells the parable about the man who was going down that dangerous road from Jerusalem to Jericho and Jesus doesn't describe this man at all where who he was where he was from what kind of person he was so he could be anyone or he could be a stand-in for everyone all of us uh, this every man fell into the hands of robbers who stripped him beat him went away leaving him for dead and it says Jesus says in the parable that a priest walked was walking, saw the man cross to the other side of the road, and then a Levite did the same thing, saw the injured man cross to the other side of the road. But a Samaritan, while traveling, came near him, and when he saw him, he was moved with pity. And he went to him and bandaged his wounds, and poured wine and oil on them, put him on his own animal, took him to an inn, uh, paid for him to stay there. And then Jesus poses the question, which of these three do you think was a neighbor to the man who fell into the hands of the robbers? And the lawyer says, the one who showed him mercy. And Jesus says, go and do likewise. So all of those who one would expect to, to have been merciful, you know, the priest, the Levite, to have been a neighbor, did not be a neighbor. Uh, they saw the injured man and crossed to the other side of the road. But a Samaritan... A man from a people despised by Jews of that time is the one who saw him and was moved by pity and then did something about it. So the question Jesus ends up answering is not only who is my neighbor, which is you know, anyone in need, but also how to be a neighbor. How are, we, how are we to be neighborly? The Roman Catholic biblical scholar Luke Timothy Johnson says of this parable, more stunning still is the use to which Jesus turns the parable. The point we learn is not who deserves to be cared for, but rather, the, but rather the demand to become a person who treats everyone encountered, however frightening, alien, naked, or defenseless, with compassion. Jesus does not clarify a point of law, but transmutes the law to gospel. One must take the same risks with one's life and possessions that the Samaritan did. So not only was the Samaritan moved with pity, he took action. He went to the man, poured oil and wine on his wounds, bandaged the wounds. He put him on his own animal, brought him to the inn, took care of him, and then 
the next day gave money to the innkeeper. He did this at his own inconvenience. He did it with, at, a, at a cost to himself. And Jesus calls us into being Samaritans. Individually, we can do that wherever we may be. Uh, Starbucks, HEB, school, work, or on the computer like Ben Quo did for Rene Campine. And being a Samaritan can be something really simple. I remember one time I was at Subway. I was at Subway and I reached for my wallet to pay for my Subway sandwich and my wallet was not there. I had forgotten it at home. Well, the person behind me in line offered and did pay for my sandwich. I knew this person a little bit. He was a person I knew from around town, but wasn't like a friend, but he paid for my sandwich. You know, that's being neighborly. Uh, as a church, you know, St. Andrews, you know, we try to be neighborly by supporting the Brazos Church Pantry, where many of our members volunteer on a regular basis. Uh, we supported the building of homes for Habitat for Humanity. We have a history of members volunteering at Neal Elementary School. Every first Friday, we open the doors of this church and welcome people in just to come and look at the beauty of this space. You know, all in an effort to be good neighbors. There are multiple ways of being good neighbors. Now, Mr. Rogers, Mr. Rogers, preacher of all things neighborly, you may recall his advice for preschoolers during times of crisis and times of disaster was to look for the helpers. Don't focus on the bad thing that has happened, but focus on the positive, those who are trying to help in the bad situation. For those of us who are adults, or who are growing into adults, uh, Jesus intends us not to just look for the helpers. Jesus intends, Jesus intends and calls us to be the helpers. We are called to be the helpers. So let us be the helper. Let us be neighborly, even if it might be inconvenient, even if it might cost us some money, even if, it might, even if we might have to go out of our way to help. Let us be Samaritans, because it is the way of inheriting eternal life. Amen.